You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Out on this fourth Sunday of Advent, we pray that you would wake us up, that you would make us watchful, watchful for the light that will conquer the darkness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. I'm going to give you a chance to go over there, because over there, it's going to be cute. Now, granted, our pageant story, written by none other than Robin Anderson, knew what she was doing, and she's written something incredible. But we here in the refectory are going to talk about the fourth Sunday of Advent. We're going to take a look at this gospel reading, but we're going to keep in mind the gravity of the season. As I said over there last week, historically, Advent is not about hope, joy, peace, and love, as great as those things are. Historically, it's about death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And today, the fourth Sunday of Advent would be about hell, the very thing that none of us want to talk about, the very thing that none of us want to look into. But the people of the medieval era were much smarter than we give them credit for. When they talk about hell, they're not so much talking about a place where you go. They are talking about a realm, a realm that you and I are already in. We know this to be true. Last night, I saw the new Pinocchio movie that Guillermo del Toro just did. And if you know anything about his movies, Pan's Labyrinth, or uh, I'm trying to think of the, the newer ones, but Pan's Labyrinth, it is dark, but there's also a real note of hope in it. Here in this last Sunday of Advent, which so often is like a day or two before Christmas Day, because you and I can't handle that much darkness. So it's right up, right next to Jesus' coming, the bursting forth of light that we look into the darkest thing imaginable. And in that movie, we see a picture of what our lives are often like. In Del Toro's version of Pinocchio, the real focus is on Geppetto. Geppetto, who has lost a son. What is worse in the world than losing a child? And it zeroes in on the grief of Geppetto. That's why this is a Pinocchio for adults, not just for children, though the old Pinocchio is for adults as well. What the fourth Sunday of Advent is inviting us to do is to realize that when we read this passage from St. Matthew, we need this. We need this God-man to break forth into the darkness of our lives, into the hell of our lives to undo it. As John says, and it's so good, the light has come into the darkness. And some translations say the light has overcome it. I like the translation. I think it's more accurate. The light has conquered the darkness. What we're talking about here is cosmic warfare. And it takes place in this way. If you would, turn to page four, because we read the Gospel of St. Matthew, what feels like 20 years ago. Now, the birth of Jesus took place in this way. 
Mary is betrothed to Joseph, and what happens? She is found to be with child. And Joseph, he's a good man. It sounds like they're just engaged, but in the ancient world, there are essentially kind of two marriages in ancient Jewish law. The engagement is not just our kind of engagement where you give somebody a ring. No, a contract has been made. And to break that contract would be a divorce. So what he's trying to do is not set her up to public shame. He's not going to announce to the world, hey, Mary committed adultery. Because let's face it, that's the only way this could have happened, right? This is the world that we know. Things work according to cause and effect. And yet, as we see in the Gospel of Matthew, which focuses on Joseph, while the Gospel of Luke focuses on on Mary, Joseph, too, has an encounter with an angel who tells him to take Mary as his wife because what is conceived of her is from the Holy Spirit. Now, I know we all know this story so well, but the remarkable thing is not necessarily that a virgin is now has a child residing in her. It is pointing us to the fact that this happens throughout the scriptures. In the beginning, God created something out of nothing. When the Israelites were at the waters, there was no way forward, and God makes a way where there is no way. The matriarchs of old are barren. They cannot have children, and a way is made. It's overcome. Here we see the history of Israel again. There is no way forward. God is doing something that only he can do. Human potential cannot do this. God here is making the way where there is no way. She will bear a son. What will they call him? Jesus, which means saves or God saves. So his name is Jesus, or saves, but he is also called Emmanuel, or God with us. We are given two names, saves, God with us. You and I, who feel the effects and are in the realm of death and hell, need a way to be made out of no way yet again. We need to be saved. It's in his name. What we're going to celebrate next week really is the invasion of the cosmos. I want you to think of the Feast of the Nativity as an invasion, not as something cute, because really there's nothing cute about it. People on the margins of society who don't have a room for themselves and are visited by these working-class, dirty shepherds and some foreigners who, like, well, where are they coming from? This is the realm of suffering. This is the realm of toil, of what we read in Genesis 3 a few weeks ago. Hard work, toil, a world where fathers and mothers can lose their children. What we need is someone who will save us. What we need is God with us. Because if God is with us in the midst of all of the muck, somehow we are safe. 
the message of the fourth Sunday of Advent and the message of this text is that something too good to be true is going to happen. Something impossible will be made possible. The people of God who have so long been under subjugation will be saved. Why? Because God will be with them. God is going to save them from their sins, as the text says. And this isn't just your sins, like you're lying and you're cheating. This is sin as a realm, sin as something that binds you, sin as something that binds me, something we find ourselves trapped in. It's the reason why we keep doing those very things that we say we're going to quit and we just can't. Because you and I cannot save ourselves. We need Emmanuel. God be with us. Someone who is from another sphere entirely, who is not overcome by these chains to unbind us, to free us, to wage warfare on our behalf. The incarnation is the beginning of the rescue mission. The rescue mission that will take the course of Jesus' life until his death and resurrection. I said it last week, I'll say it again. It's an invasion that none of us can recognize. God coming into the margins of society as a helpless babe. God in Jesus dying what seems like a defeat on the cross to rescue us from putting him there. This God, this Lord, is the one who saves. This God, this Lord, is God with us, who keeps us safe, even in the midst of tragedy, suffering, and despair. And all this is to say is not, I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm not trying to, you know, you had the Christmas cheer over here, we won't in here. No, I'm saying all this because this means that we have real hope. This is not a hallmark card. The invasion of God has happened and he's won. And when he comes again, all that he's accomplished will be brought to its completion, to fruition, and there will be no more children dying. You and I will be set free from all that hurts us. The cosmos will be redeemed and restored. This is hope in the midst of the suffering, in the midst of the loss, in the midst of whatever it is that you bring with you here this morning. God saves. He will save. God is with us. We are safe in the midst of all the fear. Once again, it's too good to be true. And I invite you to join us, either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, when we sing at the top of our lungs. Why? Not because we love Christmas music, but because we believe it's true. We believe this fruition is coming to pass. And we believe that in some sense, in some way, though we don't feel it very often, that it is with us now. That victory in the midst of what seems like defeat. So, let's continue our worship 
I was about to say, let's have Holy Communion together, but we're not going to do that. We'll do that another time. <laughs> but friends, it's good news, so let's rejoice. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us for one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.